0: The Dental Practice Fixers podcast is brought to you by the Maddow Center for Dental Practice Success. To find out how we can help increase the success of your practice, check out maddow.com or call us at 1-800-258-0060. Janice steals your patient list because she says she wants to stay in touch with them? Wow, how many red flags can we wave at once here? Well, we're about to find out on today's episode of the Dental Practice Fixers podcast. Thanks so much for being here. I'm Dr. Richard Matto, co-founder of the Matto Center for Dental Practice Success. And I'm your host on the podcast today. And while we've got a great great question from a listener and then a great answer for one of our favorite, favorite, favorite dental people. I was going to say dental resources. Can you call a person a resource? I guess you can, but why not? She is absolutely one of our favorite dental resources and dental people. We're going to get to that in a second, along with a couple mystery shopper calls. But first, I just want to let you know that I bought a new car. Well, who the heck cares that I bought a new car? I'm not that into buying new cars. I don't really like to spend that much money. I kind of would rather save money and do more fun things. But um, after well over 100,000 miles, my old Rover finally bit the dust, and it was time for a new car. So why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because I got this car for free with the money I saved by using Stacks by Fat Merchant for all of our credit card processing at the Matto Center. Why? Because they don't charge an overage percentage. Like, everybody else charges a percentage every time you go to process a credit card payment. Stacks by Fat Merchant doesn't do that. It's just a low, flat monthly fee. So you got to check it out. Go to maddow.com slash save, M-A-D-O-W, dot com slash s a v e and they'll even do your first month of processing for just five bucks. Same cost as a five dollar foot long at Subway. I don't know, whatever. It's the great I and you know what? They'll they'll chat with you and look at your practice data. And if it's not a good fit for you, they'll let you know. Although I'm pretty much promising you it will be. So go ahead. It goes on autopilot. They're um electronic interfaces, whatever you want to call them. Their tech is great. You will never look back and you'll save money every single month, just like we do at the Matto Center. So go to maddow.com slash save. Okay, we have a question from a podcast listener. And I'm just going to read it, read it right out. It says, if you stay in business long enough, you experience a lot of stuff. Oh, isn't that the truth? This is a new one on me. My dental hygienist of 21 years duration retired last week. She is moving out of state and going to collect her government check. But I just heard that she has taken a bunch of patients' phone numbers to keep in touch. That's in quotes, keep in touch. This really bothers me. And I believe that while being unprofessional, it may be a violation of HIPAA. It's not malicious, but a misplaced feeling that she had these great relationships with folks who she saw for two hours a year. Is this legally wrong? Do I need to get an attorney to get her to not call these people? Can you ask Lainey Kay about it? I really think it's odd. If you use this in your podcast, please do not mention my name. Thanks. Okay, we will not mention your name. We'll just call you frustrated dentist. I don't know. Every dentist is frustrated. So we won't mention your name at all. But interestingly, you you did mention the name of Lainey Kay. And Lainey Kay is just an incredible person. She is an attorney. Her husband, Ken, is a dentist. And she is our go-to expert on HIPAA issues, OSHA issues, all these great kinds of things. And she's just so willing to help people out. So um, as you suggested, Dr. Frustrated, I did run this question by Lainey. But first I asked you, Um, did this hygienist actually ask the patients for permission? And the answer was no. She just kind of went through the uh, database and started collecting names and personal information. Wow. So here's what Lainey has to say. She says, technically, that is a HIPAA issue. You cannot use any patient information for personal use. If she wanted to stay in touch with these people and personally ask them for their phone numbers to stay in touch and the patients gave her the numbers, That's different. Looking them up in the computer is using patient information for personal use. As someone who has been in business for 21 years, she should understand that if he points it out. If they're truly people she's become friendly with and she just wants to send them a Christmas card, it's probably not an issue. But if she pissed one of them off and a patient complained, the doc could have an issue. What if she used the patient names to try to sell them something like high-end toothbrushes or Mary Kay? Potentially that could be construed as distributing patient names so they can be marketed without authorization and that could be a problem. If she really wants these patients' phone numbers just so she can stay in touch, and that was her only reason, she probably didn't think about it being a problem. In that case, if he explained it to her, she should be mortified and should try to fix this. If that's the case, the doc could offer to let her send the front desk folks a bunch of notes for these patients that says she's retiring and would like to stay in touch and ask them to contact her at her cell number so she can add them to her contacts. Great suggestion. As these patients come in, the front desk folks hand them the card with their name on it, and the patient can contact her if they want. My guess is most won't, but whatever. Then there's no issue because it's the patient's choice. However, if she's giving him a bunch of grief and he asks her to get rid of the numbers, it wouldn't be a bad idea to have a lawyer send her a letter telling her that she is not allowed to use information from the office for personal reasons. She didn't get his permission, of the or the patient's permission, and for her to please destroy the numbers and not use them because it could be a HIPAA violation. The next question would be, would that then be a reportable breach? If she refuses to destroy it, information is in the hands of a person that didn't get it for treatment purposes, slash office operations, slash payment purposes, so that could technically be considered a breach. On the other hand, if she didn't realize the implications and immediately destroy the information, and at the time she got the information, she was a healthcare worker who has a duty to protect patient information, was it really a breach issue? Honestly, I don't know the answer. That's an ask a real lawyer because money could be involved question. My job is to point out potential issues, not tell people how to fix them. Hard, hard, XXOO, Laney. Wow, that's a great answer. I'm going to do the TLDR. It was a HIPAA violation and tell this person she has to destroy that information right away. I mean, I think Lainey's a great suggestion to ask the office to handle this for the ex-hygienist, handing people a card saying, hey, do you want to be in touch with old Jane? I think it's way too much work. I mean, it's a great suggestion if you're trying to avoid HIPAA issues, but I would just say, hey. Retired hygienist, you can't have these names. You better prove to us that you destroyed them. If we hear of you reaching out to anybody, that's a HIPAA violation. I mean, geez, if she was that close with people, I think she would have had their contact information anyway. If she was really that good of friends, I'm not so sure. It's probably innocent, but bad things could come out of this. And a patient could get upset and complain. And then the office will be holding the bag. So I say, reach out to the hygienist, the retired hygienist, and say, no, 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 no can do, bad, 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 HIPAA violation. Anyway, Lainey, thanks so much for such an incredibly comprehensive, detailed, and thought-provoking answer. If any of you have any HIPAA questions, OSHA questions, want some great training, please visit our friend Lainey. She's at LaineyK.com, L-A-N-E-Y-K-A-Y.com. So, Lainey, thanks so much again. All right. Well, we've got a couple mystery shopper calls to take care of right now, but I just want to tell you first, if you want to find out what's going on in your practice, and you want to find out from us from the Matter Center, because let's face it, we know how to help practices. Um, do a snapshot. A snapshot is no charge. It takes you a couple minutes. We'll learn a ton about your practice. We'll get on the phone or Zoom with you to discuss what we found out. There's no obligation, no pressure. And whether you decide to work with us or not, you will learn a ton about what's going on in your practice. So just go to slash snapshot mado M-A-D-O-W.com/snapshot. Fill out a few things. We're going to get in touch with whoever is the uh, person at your front desk that, that really knows how to run the software. We'll do the snapshot again. It will take you a minute. You'll learn a ton, and we'll get on the phone with you and chat about it. No pressure, no obligation. Of course, we'd love to work with you, but if it's you know, there's no there's no pressure to. Um, or if you want to just find out directly what it's like to work with us, you can even send me an email, rich, R-I-C-H, at matto.com. Ask any question. And you're like, I'll be here for you because I love our podcast listeners, and we want to help you as much as we can. Okay, let's move on to our mystery shopper calls. We got two of them for you this week, and um, we start with a pretty simple premise. A patient is missing a tooth. And they feel they need a dental implant, and they just ask the basic question: How much does that cost? Now, whether your practice places the implants or not, this is a great potential patient. So let's see how these offices handle it. All right. Please press one to continue. Thank you. Doctor office. This is Julie. How may I help you? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm missing a tooth, and I've heard about dental implants. Do you do dental implants there? Uh, no, sir. We don't. Uh, usually those are placed by an oral surgeon or a periodontist, and then we do the cr- final crown here. Hmm. Okay. So I need to find an oral surgeon or periodontist? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, the one that we usually recommend to is Dr. Hmm. okay well thank you so much so i mean you can see us first but um what i mean you would be seeing us for us to send you there so honestly to save money it's an easier step just to go straight to them and then uh and then come here or wherever after Mm -hmm. sounds like it sounds like it okay Oh, thank you so much all right all right Bye. bye 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 holy moly horrible at best so many things went wrong in this call. We're going to save you money without ever doing an exam and send you right to an oral surgeon. Now, look, an oral surgeon. It's not just going to do an implant without knowing more. And cer- certainly something that they will want to know is who is your general dentist? And your oral surgeon can't just do an implant and send you off into the wild blue yonder. They have to know that this is going to be taken care of. So you need a general dentist. I mean, that's the first step. And, and again, how does this practice know that this patient needs an implant? Just because a patient calls and says, I'm missing a tooth, I need an implant. That doesn't mean they need an implant. There could be a million different scenarios, uh, reasons why an implant's not indicated here or why uh, they need other treatment, periotherapy, whatever it is before an implant is placed. So you have to see this patient first. Saying we're gonna save you money and send you right to an oral surgeon is not only bad for the practice, it's 100% wrong for the patient oh man what an opportunity we'd love to see you first let's do an examination and make sure that an implants the proper treatment many times it's not if you want to go with the save you money thing maybe we can even save you money if we see you first so come on in they got no contact information no nothing send this patient off into the wild blue yonder oh this was just handled horribly horrendously Get the patient in for an examination. I don't even care if it's a no charge consult. Get them into your practice so you know what you're talking about. I mean, what are the odds that this patient just needed an implant and then an abutment and a crown? Very, very, very slim. So not only was this bad for the practice, it was absolutely the wrong thing for the patient. Okay, let's try this again. Same question, different office. I think I might need a dental implant. Do you do a dental implant? there um yes we do great and how much does it use oh go ahead have you seen um before no no No. okay Mm -hmm. how how much does it usually cost to get one okay can i put you on a brief hold sure okay What is this whole music, O-M-G, this is horrendous. I gotta say though, it's better to have this than have nothing. I think when, well, first of all, hold is bad. I I don't know that she ever should have put me on hold, Um, but when you do put someone on hold, it's better to have this than to have nothing. Cause if you hear nothing, you think that you're getting disconnected or whatever. There's a good chance that, you know, that whole thing's gonna be a total mess. Um, but man, this is just awful. This is beyond awful. It's like just an endless loop. How many bars is this? Let's listen. One, two, three, four, four, two, two, three, four, three, two, three, four, four, two three four that's what i thought four measures repeated over and over again it's just gloomy i feel like i'm in a horror movie like walking through a haunted house and there are cobwebs everywhere just gives a a really bad vibe i'm getting creeped out i think if i were the patient first of all the, the hold is way too long i don't care if they're playing the second side of abbey road this hold is way too long um but it's just horrible music it's getting me creeped out I can't wait to hear what happens when she comes back. I feel like Boris Karloff's going to come back and say, whoa, you wanted to know about the implant. I want to suck your blood. Whew. Thanks, Rodney. Okay, so typically um, you will um, see us first, and then we will refer you out to the specialist, um, and then you will come back to see us to um, get the... Um, crown placed on the implant. Um, so uh, for us, it will be a total around, uh, roughly twenty three hundred, and then uh, with the specialist is two thousand. Oh, okay. What kind of specialist is that? The periodontist. Hmm. Periodontist. Period. Okay. Yeah. Well, well. Thank you so much. Oh, no problem. Okay. Yeah, bye because, now. Uh, bye. Okay. Bye. I love how, when I asked what kind of specialist it was, she put me on mute. I'm sure she put me on mute and just said, like, to the person next door, what kind of specialist is it? She said, a periodontist. And back off mute. Okay, a periodontist. I mean, wow. This was horrendous. And that on-hold music did not make things any better. And the hold was way too long. And then at the end, just like the first call, she's shoving me out to a specialist. Bring the patient in and do an exam. This is a patient that could need thousands and thousands of dollars worth of treatment and doesn't know any better except to say, Hey, I'm missing a tooth. I heard the dental, you know, maybe they saw a commercial on TV for dental implants. And for some reason they picked your office to call and you're just going to kick them right out of there. She did ask if I've seen the doctor before and then just went completely silent. I'm not sure. This, this call seemed pretty easy to me. When I came up with this question, I thought we were actually going to have good results, but man, oh for two, not good, not good, not good. But hopefully we all learn something from these calls. All right. Well, that's it for today's edition of the dental practice fixers podcast. I'm Dr. Richard Maddow co-founder of the Maddow center for dental practice success. You can find us at Maddow.com M A D O W.com. If you want to email me directly, please do. It's rich. R I C H and madow.com. I'll be talking to you soon. Thanks. Bye.